Okay, let me stop and start again. Hey there, I hope you're having a really great day because you're listening to Ben There, Sean That. What if you could die from a booger when you picked your nose a little bit of your brain came out? Pee-pee wiener, pee-pee wiener. Been there, Sean, that. Now you're listening to our podcast. A podcast where we talk about movies as an excuse to interrupt each other and laugh at our own jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 God. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> September 11th. Uh, 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 I know I'll never forget. Yep. Yeah. So, Sean, how's your week been? Uh, it's been a good week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good week for small talk. Yeah. I go to stores, you oh, know, yeah. I go to the post office. Hey, how about this weather today, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got a better one. I go, I've been waiting all summer for this weather. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single time they go... I know. I'm so glad. I love fall. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. When I moved to Portland, I didn't think it would rain ever. <laughs> it was so upsetting when I moved here and it rained. Yeah. So should we get straight into it? Yeah, sure. Uh, All right, Sean, what movie did you see this week? I saw Ready Player One. Okay. We've actually discussed this intellectual property before on yeah. the podcast. The intellectual property about intellectual properties. Right. You know, they had the Wreck-It Ralph movie, yeah, the Emoji movie. This is oh, like yeah, the yeah, intellectual yeah. property movie. Exactly. I read the book, and the book is awful. Yeah, it was like a digital Holden Caulfield. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah. The movie's fucking rad. Oh, yeah. Like nice. I was all ready to be like, "This is bullshit." This yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. like the movie's fucking rad because, like, in the book, it starts off. There's internet world. Ugh. This guy's poor and he can't afford the paywall. And like anytime, <laughs> anytime a work of fiction deals with internet world and they discount the overwhelming majority of pornography that exists. Oh it, yeah, there was no porn in this movie. Yeah, That's you, weird. You're already like suspending your disbelief so hard. There was a moment though where he's just got this new suit uh-huh. so he can like feel things. The female protagonist is like... Oh, you got a new suit and like virtual world and touching him, and then okay. you see him in the real world and it lights up where she's touching him. Oh. And it like goes down to his crotch and ooh. stuff, and you're like, ooh, that's kinda yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Does he have to like put his penis in like a sheath? Yeah. So like he can feel more it's weird. How do the teledildonics work? <laughs> Because that's an actual field of science. <laughs> Teledildonics. Teledildonics is the branch of internet-powered devices. Wow. Where one person provides input and another person receives feedback. Wow. It's tied up with a lot of, like, shitty patents right now. Yeah. It's like 3D printers. Because everyone's like, I created the teledildonic. Yeah. And then the other person's like, I created the radio dill... Sonic? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like a Morse code version. <laughs> There's like an old-timey telegraph operator who's like, dot, dot, dash. Touching the head. Touching the head. <laughs> SOS. That's your uh, safety word. Exactly. So there's teledildonics in this movie, so nice. that was kind of okay, cool. way to go. No yeah. porn, but teledildonics. I dig it. Yeah. Like the book, though. The book is, like, so stupid because it starts <laughs> off in the beginning and it's like... I live in internet world, and I can't afford the paywall to do any of the cool stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I can only go to school. Uh-huh. This movie's like, fuck it. We know how the internet works. The internet lets you play Fortnite for yeah. free. But then if you want the extra skins and stuff, then you have to pay money. And they're on this racetrack, and they're, mm-hmm. like, gonna do some Sonic racing. Yeah. The whole thing in this world is that there's this... Steve Jobs kind of guy, but he's more like Mark Mothersbaugh crossed with Garth, crossed with... Oh, who's that guy? Um, Steve Jobs? Yeah, well, Steve Jobs, but... Steve Wozniak? Maybe that, but it's... Steve uh, Ballmer? Not a Steve. Oh. More of like a Crispin Glover. Oh, okay. So he's like Crispin Glover crossed with Garth, crossed with Mark Mothersbaugh. Yeah. And you're like, okay, 
I've been compared to all these guys. <laughs> so I'm cool with this guy. Yeah, this, yeah, strong identification there. And he built this thing called the Oasis. It's the virtual world. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's cool, and you can go in there and you can do stuff. You can have all sorts of licensed things. Like, in this race, the player is... I forget his name. I'm not even going to look at my notes. Yeah. Player Little one. bitch boy. <laughs> his friend has the Bigfoot monster truck. Oh, yeah. Well, he has the DeLorean from... Back to the future, you know. So anyways, he's racing Bigfoot. Yeah. I was watching on my little phone, too. Yeah. Like, I wasn't able to see all the Easter eggs, but I was like, where's Ecto-1? Ooh. Maybe they didn't get the rights to that. Did Steven Spielberg or Ablin, Amblin Entertainment do that? Because it's a lot of the properties. You're like, oh, yeah, Spielberg had his hand in this. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm here. actually really mad at Disney this week because I guess recently uh, Mickey Mouse was going to be public domain. Yeah. And they moved the laws around so yeah. it doesn't become public domain. And I'm like, wouldn't that be like the weirdest world where like all of a sudden Mickey Mouse is public, public domain? Right. Well, he would be and our mascot. Write, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, come in and be like, oh, hey. <laughs> And we'd be like, oh, how's it going? And he's yeah. like, oh, something wrong with my butt. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And we could actually have t-shirts with Mickey yeah. Mouse saying something wrong with my butt. Hole. And then Goofy would come in and be like, <laughs> well, Goofy's not public domain yet. Oh, so okay. we'd have to call him Woofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, Woofy. And then he'd be like, well, gosh, I'm a licensed proctologist. <laughs> I'll take a look right in there. Oh, oh okay. It's kind of funny, though. Hold okay, I got my latex gloves on, Mickey. <laughs> All right, now we know what our next podcast is. Be, uh, the Disney copyright infringement happy hour. Proctologist. Yeah. <laughs> well, gosh, it's just coming out of you. <laughs> The real genius of Spielberg is he took this shitty book. I don't know how much he input he had, but this book was so shitty, and he, like, made it rad. Yeah. Because, like, in the book, too, is he's like, I had a DeLorean, and it was cool. And you're yeah. like, okay, that's great. But in the movie, you're like, fuck, there's the DeLorean! <laughs> and he's in it! And he's driving really fast in the DeLorean, and his friend's in Bigfoot! No Ecto-1, though, but I'm, I got a little phone. Maybe it's on there. Yeah, yeah. In this world, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh guy has set it up. When he dies, people will get his shares of the company. So Mark Mothersbaugh's gonna die? Well, he's already dead. Oh. And when he died, he's like, okay, guys, um, I don't have any children. I'm just a nerdy guy that played with my toys. Yeah. So whoever knows all the Easter eggs from my oh. life and can find them, well, you get my shares because you're a little bitch boy. Yeah. You know all about me and what I love, and you obviously deserve to own the biggest company that has ever existed in the world. It's a beautiful fantasy. In this world, there's all these people trying to find the Easter egg, and then there's also the, the big company that wants to get the rest of their stock. Fuck yeah. So they have all these people they've hired to try to find the Easter egg. And somebody found the first Easter egg, or the first clue, and it takes them to this racing game, which I was talking about. Yeah. So everyone's in their cool cars, and then you're like, what's my cool car? And I was like, Ecto-1? And then I was like, no, like, my cool car Ooh. is the Jaguar hearse from um, Harold and Maude. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that would be my car. Yeah. Knight Rider. Knight Rider. It'd be Knight Rider. Oh, man. But would you keep, like, the default kit voice, or would you yeah, mod yeah, that? The, the, yeah, the butler from Mr. Belvedere with that. <laughs> my Knight Rider. Wesley! <laughs> I just heard an interesting story about the guy. Oh, let's hear it. There is this rumor going around. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere, they had to stop filming an episode because he sat on his balls. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's a thing. When you get older, they start to hang down more, and you're more prone to yeah. having them swing underneath. If you're wearing pants that have, like, a low inseam, yeah. and they're swinging around more because you like freeballing, and you well, don't... Well, you're Mr. Belvedere. You're not wearing tight pants. Right, and this is before boxer briefs were a thing, yeah. so he was probably wearing a straight boxer. So, I mean, this is very... 
within the realm of possibility. Yeah. It was confirmed, though, by Doug Benson. Nice. He was on another podcast. I guess he was roommates with somebody who was on that show, and he came home early, and they're like, why are you home early? And he's like, Mr. Belvedere sat on his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they're> like... <laughs> That'll do it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen in this movie, though. There weren't any Easter eggs to that. So the first Easter egg is uh, this racing game. Okay. And it's crazy. Shit's going crazy. One of the main laws of this world is it's not if you die in the world, you die in real life. Nice. But if you die in the world, the virtual world, you lose all your virtual currencies and stuff. Oh. And then somebody else grabs it, you know. That's shitty. So you want to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's running around. They're doing shit. And uh, nobody can win this race game because there's this big King Kong that, like, blows everything up. Little bitch boy is like, I know everything. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. goes to the guy's journals. And it's this virtual world where there's these journals and this butler helps you. And the butler is like, I want to see a part of his life where something happens. I forget what, but he's watching his life because like the guy's life has been filmed forever. And okay. like every moment of his life is captured. Oh, so he's watching this moment of the guy's life during this moment. He kind of like not really turns to the camera, but he goes, I think everyone should just like instead of going forwards. What if we just went like backwards? Oh. And then little bitch boy is like, oh, everyone's going forwards. <laughs> so everyone goes forwards in the race. Yeah, little yeah, bitch yeah. boy goes backwards. Oh. And, he, and, you know, he's risking it all because if he fucks up his DeLorean, it's fucked up in the virtual world forever. Yeah. And also when you're steering with the rear drivetrain, yeah. it makes it a lot trickier to like react to oncoming obstacles. Yeah. So little bitch boy goes in reverse. And he goes full speed towards a wall behind him. Oh. He goes through the wall. He clips through it. Oh. So this is totally like those guys that do um, Mario Kart and they can like do a track in five seconds because they clip through the wall and yeah, then they yeah. go around. So he does that and then he's underneath the game and he's going backwards in his DeLorean and yeah. everyone else is getting all fucked up above him. He's like clipped underneath the game. Nice. And then he gets to the end and he wins and everyone's like, yay. And then um, the guy's avatar, Crispin Glover's avatar. It's not Crispin Glover. It's some guy who's an actor anyway. His avatar pops up and he's like Merlin and he's like, Good job, bitch boy! Here's the first key! You have to get three of these keys now. So, bitch boy gets the first key. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he shoots up in the ranks. Oh! And he's like number one on the playboard, because everyone's been zero forever. Yeah, and he's yeah. number one, and he gets all the virtual currency. Dang. And he starts getting all the DLC so he can be yeah. cool. And then he gets like an Amazon order, an actual Amazon order, so he gets the nice suit. Okay. And then during this time, you see his real life. He lives with his aunt, and his aunt has this uh, stepdad type character named Rick. And Rick is like, you stole the gloves. Like, what? you were using your aunt's gloves, and I was going to use those gloves to do something else. And he, so this, you're, like, you're like, oh, his home life sucks. But his virtual life is rad because he has this, his friend with Bigfoot is like this big brawny guy. Yeah. And he's totally using voice modulation. The nice thing about this future world is no one's calling each other fag. Yeah. Or anything. <laughs> yeah, no porn. No slurs. No slurs. Um, no uh, Ugandan knuckles or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's going around, do you know the way? Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Which yeah. would be kind of cool. If they did. <laughs> so in this virtual world too, he like becomes friends with his favorite YouTuber. Oh yeah, yeah. Or yeah. his favorite Twitch streamer. Okay. And that's cool because it's a girl. Oh yeah. And so he's friends with this girl now and she's like, hey, like you can't go around letting people know who you are now. You got to wear your virtual skins so people don't know who you are. So they get the next clue and what was the next clue? It was like... Nah, 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 nah. Something about Chicken McNuggets. Something about McNuggets. Yeah. Well, my favorite shape of Chicken McNuggets was the one that was shaped like a boot. <laughs> and then he realizes he has to use the boot power-up. <laughs> he can walk on the water. Yeah, or... yeah. Or the spikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the next clue is like, creator that hates his own creation. Oh. Chances and leaps not taken. And so the guy's like, oh, this is totally... He goes on a date with a girl and they go, end up going to a movie, even though she wanted to go dancing. Okay, is this in the real world or the cyber world? In the 
Well, he's in the cyber world. A lot of this happens in the cyber world, pretty okay. much. So he's in the cyber world in the guy's journals, and he is just kind of looking through stuff, and then he sees the guy talking to his buddy that they started the company with, and then they had a falling out. Oh, the dead guy's on a date. Yeah, the dead guy. Okay. And then his buddy is like, hey, how'd your date go? And he's like, she wanted to go dancing, so... We watched a movie. The clue is like, oh, a leap not taken. And what actually happens is then his partner in the company dates the girl and ends up marrying her. Yeah. So they're like, oh, this is the leap not taken. Yeah. So like, what do we do? And they're like, oh, let's go to the dance club that he, he made. The reason why he made the dance club is because he didn't dance with that girl. But if he made a virtual one, maybe uh, he could have danced with her. Okay. So they all go there, him and his buddies. They go in the dance club. The bartenders are wearing energy domes, huh? like Devo. Oh, nice. So like, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You're watching the movie and you like start going, this is bullshit. I hate this. And then you're like. <laughs> Energy domes? Oh! Alright, you guys, you got me. I like it. And then you start going, oh, fuck this movie. And then they're like, Dracula! I like Dracula. There he is. Yeah, love Dracula. The other thing that's great about this movie that was better than the book, the book had no sense of humor at all. This movie is just like, funny. They get TJ Miller to be the bad guy. Nice. He's all big and scary and they're like, the guy's like, how are you doing to this big scary guy? And he's like, oh, my neck kind of hurts because I've been like online and yeah, it's funny. Exactly. And then he drunkenly calls in a bomb threat. <laughs> so they're at this thing. They think the big leap is that you have to jump onto this dance floor because then you float around. Okay. The Sixers are the, what they call the bad guys who come in and try to fuck things up because they're like, we want to get the Easter eggs first so yeah. we can uh, own the company. Okay. So all this stuff happens and the Sixers come in, they end up not finding the Easter egg. Oh. But then they find out, they're like, okay, the Easter egg wasn't there. Where is it? And then they're like, what movie did you see with the girl? And it was The Shining. Oh. And so they go into the movie The Shining. What? And it's like all perfect. What? And um, the big scary guy that he's uh, friends with is all scared and that's yeah. funny. It looks just like The Shining, but yeah. like their avatars are going through and they're looking for the key. And it's scary and all the shit's happening. And then they, they go on the dance floor in The Shining. Okay. And then there is this uh, avatar of the girl that he didn't go on a date with. Oh, weird. She's dancing with zombies, and you have to go leap on the zombies and, like, dance with her, and then yeah, you get uh, the key. Okay. And so they got two keys now, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. all hanging out. Nice. And then they're like, okay, we got to get the third key. And they end up that they don't have to find the third key because um, the bad dudes find it first. And they're like, oh, oh shit, the bad dudes got the key. Well, they, yeah, that's only fair. They should at least get one yeah. key. I think the thing with the keys is once one person gets the keys, everyone knows how to get it. Yeah. Everyone can go get the key now, too. Great, so yeah. The bad guy has two of the keys, and they find out the third one. Great thing is, too, is, like, this whole shining level that they yeah. go into is, like, awesome. In the book, yeah. he, like, goes to, a, like, a virtual arcade and plays Joust and gets the high score. <sighs> Which is boring. Like yeah, house. that's boring as shit. Yeah. And like, and Steven Spielberg is like, hey, how about instead of having a kid playing Joust, <laughs> uh, we have him go in the Shining and yeah. everything's fucking crazy and people are coming after him with knives and stuff. And um, they don't have the Scatman in it either. No. That would have been nice. Yeah. They allowed Scatman. And then in the book, the second key, he has to watch Monty Python in the Holy Grail, okay. which is kind of cool because yeah. I like it. Yeah, of course. But you have to know all the words and say all the words along with oh, the movie. Oh my god, you have to be that theater guy from high school. Yeah, that knows all, every part. Sketch and who printed out the yeah. script for Monty Python and the Holy Grail and carried it around yeah. all day and would like read from it like it was the friggin... Bible. Yeah. So that's dumb. Yeah. And then the other thing that's the premise of this movie is it's not about you enjoying things. It's about you knowing about what this other guy enjoyed. Okay. I love the Beatles. Yeah. The Beatles are awesome. For real. Never once have I ever said, I want to know everything about skiffle music like John Lennon did. Yeah. I want to know about skiffle music. I want to know everything Chuck Berry's ever done. I want to hit my wife. Yeah. 
It's like, <laughs> I love John Lennon. Right. I don't care what John Lennon loved. No. He's a different person. So this world's all about knowing what, you know, Mark Mothersbaugh liked. Yeah. And not funny. enjoying things yourself, but yeah. knowing what he liked. Okay, that's kind of creepy. The final level is uh, you got to play Atari 2600. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the Sixers are playing it. They're the bad guys. And mm -hmm. if you got to play a game when you're playing it, you're standing on ice. And then it drops you in the ice after a minute or two. Okay. So they're like, okay, well, it's not this game that yeah. you need to play. So they're like, uh, he liked Pitfall. Try Pitfall. And you play Pitfall. Yeah. And then you drop in the ice. Turns out you need to play Adventure. Oh, yeah, because it's got an Easter egg with yeah. the key and all that. Yeah. They start playing Adventure and nobody drops in the ice. So it's like, okay, we got to win Adventure. Oh, okay. The bad guys don't know. It's not about winning adventure mm -mm. it's about finding the easter egg mm -hmm. in adventure yeah little bitch boy knows this uh -huh. and there's this big battle scene and everything's going on so he can go and play atari 2600 and find the easter egg and tell everyone about how smart he is and yeah. how you know this is the first easter egg ever made and <sighs> yeah Anyway, he ends up winning the day, and it, it turns out that the girl that he likes is hot in real life, even though she says she's not hot in real life. She, she has, like, a thing on her face. And then it turns out his best buddy is really a black woman. Oh. Which is, like, in the book, that was, like, the one thing I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I started reading about the making of the move of the book the guy's wife was like yeah I, I remember one night he came to bed and he's like i can't sleep and my back hurts and she's like well why like is this really hard to write this book and he's like no 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 like two days ago i decided that one of the characters was going to be a black lesbian in real life okay and this whole time i've been patting myself on the back <laughs> and i can't sleep because i'm so woke yeah <laughs> <laughs> in the movie though they don't mention that she's a lesbian or that you know they're just like hey look she's black yeah and yeah. they're more interested in the fact that his other buddies are uh 11 year old japanese kid nice and the kid's like i don't want people to know i'm an 11 year old kid because they'll think i'm a noob <laughs> <laughs> uh. so there's that Yep, yep. They win the day. Yeah. They talk to Simon Pegg and okay. all the horns go off and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they win the company. Wow. And the virtual world is safe for everyone. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I played a lot of Atari when I was a little kid. Yeah. The, the, the other thing that pissed me off, too, is like adventure starts with A. Right. If they just went through alphabetically, they would have been fine. Exactly. This is like a five out of five movie. This is yeah. like a great movie. Nice. Now as a film, it's maybe like two out of five. Yeah, I get it. But movie, like you can watch it and you just like, ooh, look, Battletoad. Yeah. <laughs> like, and all. then you're like, oh, no Ninja Turtles, though. So they didn't yeah. get the rights to Ninja Turtles. And... Yeah, there's, there's very much a what could have been, but there's yeah. enough to satiate you know yeah. the need for pop culture references that's great i love that oh man i also saw a movie that i really loved i greatly enjoyed it i picked it out i was like oh this would be another movie i can just kind of like uh, rag on you know yeah yeah i was all ready to rag on it yeah 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 but i watched it and i was like this is brilliant it's underrated it's got levels to it. You know, there's Ooh. like levels of meaning. Because I interpreted it as being a movie about like, what if the Jedi from Star Wars <laughs> were prostitutes? Well, yeah, you of know? course. You got Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. You got the forest power. You got sex tricks. Yeah, there's definitely like a crossover. So this yeah. movie explores that concept to its fullest extent. Whoa. Yeah. And it's also kind of a softcore porn. So there are... Titties all over the place. <laughs> there, people are like doing it, and it's just like wow. So shit. this is, is like actual virtual world. Yeah, this where, is like correct. And in, in Ready Player One, there should be a zone where they go where there's Jedi prostitutes. Exactly. And this movie scratches that itch. Yeah. So the movie I watched was called Dangerous Beauty. Ooh. And it came out in like 97 or 98 or something. Yeah, that's right when I was graduating high school. Yeah, yeah, same. This is pre-internet, so they're not making it for clicks. They're no. making this so you want to buy the DVD. Yeah, well, there are no well, DVDs. Well, no, you want to buy the VHS. They yeah. have to like rip it to, 
what do they call it when you would make a VHS? Yeah. You don't rip it, you uh, dub it? I guess. Yeah, they had to dub VHSs. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember one time when I was at the mall, it was like Barnes and Noble or some shitty bookstore. You know, you always look at all the dumb books when yeah. your parents are like shopping for clothes. And yeah, you're like bored and you yeah. look at the shit. And there was one book and it was like an encyclopedia of every movie that showed titties. <laughs> and like the time index of when the titties appeared. Yeah. So I was like, man... Oh, I wish I could buy a book like that and hide it underneath my bed and then start renting all these and movies. And some movies. And now an adult, I'm like, somebody sat down, <laughs> made this database. They probably didn't even have like a spreadsheet. They had to do yeah. it all by hand. Convinced the publisher like, yes, this is a book we should print. Managed to get it in bookstores. Yeah. No one's going to steal it. Yeah. And then people bought copies of it and like had it at home and were like, oh, let me consult this. <laughs> like adults bought it. It wasn't just like 13 year old boys, like grown men purchased this book so they could be like, well, where's the titty scene in, you know, whatever film? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. This was an actual book. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to get it on eBay. Right? We'll find a copy. It's probably yeah. like $75. Yeah. And it's like all crusty. <laughs> Although I don't know why you would jack off to a list of uh, movie times, but <laughs> hey. Well, um, actually, I call up a movie phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's quite the spank bank. Exactly. <laughs> the movie you want to see is <laughs> Who Cometh Perth? All right. By Brian De Palma. Yeah. So this is a classic. I never watched this movie. I never even knew about its existence. For 20 years, I didn't know this existed, but... Finally, I found out about it. Well, this is the Easter egg in your life. It really is. When you die, yeah. when you need to win your fortune. You gotta go into the dangerous beauty world, <laughs> yeah. and then they gotta do the Jedi sex tricks <laughs> to, you know, win with the King of France. Sweet. Yeah. All right, so the movie starts out, there's like this fancy lady, she's like laying in bed, mm -hmm. and it's all like luxurious. This is before the prequels, too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like original, um, original canon. Exactly. This does not exist anymore. This is not canon in the current. This yeah. is an extended universe film, in my opinion. So there's this lady, she's like in bed, but she's looking all like sad, like or bored. She's like, oh, it ain't easy being a rich lady who lays in a fancy bed. Mm -hmm. Rich ladies in fancy beds have problems too, you know. Yeah. And then there's like the Spanish guitar playing in the background. You're like, ooh, you know. So then they set the scene. They're like, this is 16th century Venice. What does this have to do about Star Wars? It's not a Star Wars movie in name. It's a Star Wars movie in spirit. Okay. There's no actual Jedis. Nobody ever comes out and says, may the force be with you. Uh -huh. But if you understand the mythos, mythos of Star Wars and yeah. the Jedi, you know, order, and you watch this movie, it all lines up. You're like, okay, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion. This is my, you know... Projection onto it. So they set the scene, 16th century Venice, and they're like, you know, women used to be property and they were all illiterate. Well, this is already starting off to be the best soft core. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. All right. They're property. They're illiterate. They're illiterate. Yeah. Great. All right. Yeah, I'm already Get to like, the sex. I'm already like there. <laughs> and they're like, this is a, absolutely based on a true story, I guess. Oh, yeah. So the movie starts out and it's like Venetian Mardi Gras. Ooh, so all yeah, these, yeah. like, high-class hookers, courtesans, are, like, floating down the river in their gondolas, and they got their kids hanging out, wow. and all the guys are like... Did they actually go to Venice? Yeah, the movie was filmed in Venice. It was like... Wow! A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a big deal. All right. So they're in Venice. So they're in Venice. It's like Venetian Mardi Gras. And all the hookers are, like, going down the river with their tits out. And guys are, like, they don't have beads back then. All yeah. the guys are, like, throwing flower petals at them. Oh, okay. And they're, like, hooting and hollering. They're, like, yeah, show us your tits. But their tits are already out. Yeah. And so everybody's excited. And, like, some of the dudes even, like, jump in the river because they're, like, so horny, you know. And then there's, like, the studly guy, Marco. Oh, Marco. He comes, yeah, he... Polo! <laughs> <laughs> and he floats out in a boat. He's got his best buddy with him, this fat poet. Oh, He's like one of the main characters in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's his, uh, his, his sidekick. Is he a Falstaff He's or a is Falstaff. he a Cool. Yeah, so his Falstaff is there. Fat frat buddy. I'm calling him Fat Poet. Fat Poet, yeah. That's, that's what I call him. But you can call him Falstaff. He actually has a name, but I forgot what it was. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of hard to pronounce. It was like Marful or something. I don't mm -hmm. care. He's a Fat Poet. 
And not that it's bad to be fat, it's just, you know. In the guy. 80s, there were a lot of fat poets. Yeah. With a PH. That's and they right. went on to become hip hop. Exactly. And you know, in 16th century Venice, actually uh -huh. being fat was a sign of wealth. So, uh -huh. fat poet actually looked really good. Yeah. You know, it wasn't easy to get fat back then. They didn't have high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's this like lovely young maiden named Veronica. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and she's like watching all the boats and she's like, she's not showing her titties. She's too young to show her titties. Oh, okay. You get she's a young maiden. She's going to turn 18 pretty soon. Yeah, but it probably like 14 or something because oh. it's one of those fucked up movies. Wow, yeah. She will be coming of age in the seasons pending. Her flower is not yet in full blossom, but she's budding. So she's watching all these boats and she's like, man, cool, look at all these chicks with their tits hanging out. This is great. But then she sees Marco, who's like this super hot stud that she's like totally wet for. Uh-huh. And she's like, damn, that guy's hot. But she knows that he's like been around the world like he's in the navy and he's like he's fucked a lot of chicks yeah you know he's kind of like a male slut a fuck boy yeah so marco's a fuck boy he's hot and he's flirting with veronica because he can tell like he knows she wants it yeah and he, he gets off on that he likes the attention he's Flirt. like you can go fishing and if the fish is too small you throw it back yeah exactly he's he's, he's amused by this so he goes to her window one night and he like serenades her he's like in a mm. boat and he's like serenading her he's like reciting poetry or whatever and a uh, fat poet's there because oh. he fat poet writes all of his lines for him he's yeah a, he's, he's a good poet he's a uh, the ghost writer yeah exactly he's like a little Cyrano de Bergerac kind of thing yeah so he's doing his poetry and she's all like damn that's hot so she goes down and now her and Mark are in the boat and he's like still wooing her they're like flirting and he goes like you're too young to accept what I would truly give you you know Ooh. his penis so he's respecting the fact that she's underage. He's like, we're not going to have sex, but yeah. I'm totally into it. You're a babe. He's not yet crossed the boundary where he would show up at her beach house and she's making brownies. And then she goes in the other room and then a guy comes out and goes, you really want these brownies? And then she <laughs> goes, oh no, it's Dateline NBC. <laughs> exactly. He's not trying to get Chris Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's this whole montage where they're like going on these romantic dates and they're going horseback riding together and then they keep reciting poetry to each other and it's like so romantic and like wow what a wonderful thing and they're gonna get married someday you know and then they're not having sex with each other it's like very pure so like That's nice. she believes that he really cares about her so then there's this fancy wedding for her sister and her sister's getting married to this creepy-ass old guy who's, like, really rich. Oh. Because that's how it works. That's yeah. How, that's what marriage is. Marriage well, is... Property. Like, your property, and you're there to be sold and yeah. bartered and... Yeah, you give the dowry, you hand over your chattel to the landowners so that you can form a union that will benefit both families. So there's this big fancy wedding, and then the parents are, like, all proud of their daughter, and they, like... At the end of the wedding, they, like, usher her daughter into this big bedroom with the creepy old guy so they can go, like... Consummate. Yeah, pop her cherry. It's, like, super gross, and Veronica's all grossed out. She's still, like, you know, holding on to the romance fantasy. Yeah, she likes the Marco, not the uh, Polo. Exactly. And then Marco's dad is there, and he knows Marco's been, like, flirting with Veronica and hanging out, and he's like, Hey, I just want to remind you, you can't marry her because she's not super rich. <sighs> and Marco's like, Oh, yeah, I forgot. But her sister... Is able to get married. Well, the sister married this creepy Oh, because he's old. Okay. Yeah. But Marco's like rich, young, and handsome. Mm. So he can get like a much more expensive dowry yeah. than what Veronica's family can afford. Like Veronica's family can't afford like a very big dowry, which is why they had to like marry her off to a creepy old guy. If you have like a good dowry, you can get like a good husband. Yeah. So now Veronica and Marco are like making out in the alley. It's all down and dirty. And she's yeah, just like, yeah. like they've been getting worked up for weeks now. And she's just like, you know, I know I said we're going to wait to wait. And he's, Mary. yeah, and he's still like, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he finally tells us like, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that we're never going to get married. And oh. She's, yeah, she's like, what? And oh. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, you could be my mistress. Like, I don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> So she's all upset. She's like, I thought we were in love. And he's like, it's not like, like you know how this world works. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing his whole like apologetic, not apologetic thing. He's like, sorry, I don't want to give up my awesome life yeah. for love. I like driving this Honda around, but yeah. eventually I'm going to get a Corvette. Exactly. They split up and then she's all upset. She's crying. Her mom's like lecturing. And her. we still haven't seen her boobs. 
Nope. She hasn't come into full blossom yet. Oh, okay. So she I'm goes, assuming she's being played by an adult, though, right? Yeah, yeah. She's so you know her. you're going to see her boobs. Oh, we are going to see her boobs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she goes home. She's all crying. And her mom's like, well, what'd you expect? She goes, daughter, you have reached too high. Look, you're never going to be able to get married to, like, a hot guy. Like, you're going to marry a creepy old dude if you want. Yeah. And you obviously don't want that. But you have another option. You can actually become a courtesan, because it turns out her mom was a courtesan, like one of the greatest courtesans that ever lived. Oh. And her grandmother was a courtesan, one of the greatest courtesans that ever lived. What about her great-grandmother? Her great-grandmother was just a random whore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so she can become a courtesan, a super powerful, like... Yeah, a single lady that uses her wiles to... Exactly. Oh, and also she needs to be a courtesan because then she can get money and support the family. Because the family's broke. Ah, yeah. I mean, they don't have dowry money either. Yeah, they have to marry old dudes. Yeah. So the mom's like, I need to pimp you out so that you can help pay our mortgage. And the daughter's like, fuck that. So she's like, I'm going to go be a nun. And then she goes to the convent and finds out that the convent sucks. Like, there's this girl getting her hair cut. She's like, I gotta get my hair cut to be a nun? So she changes her mind. She's like, all right, I'll become a prostitute. So now there's this whole montage where, like, she has to learn how to be a lady. And, like, the mom does this whole, like, long thing where she's like, whenever you're eating, you have to pretend like you're sucking cock, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, the daughter's, like, munching on food, all this, like, rah, rah, rah. The like, mom's like, no, don't bite the carrot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Suck the, the carrot. Yeah, exactly. So there's a whole montage where the mom's teaching her how to eat properly. <laughs> and then there's another montage in the library. Only where... carrots and bananas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cucumbers? Exactly. There's a scene later on where she deep throats a banana. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's the library montage, and the mom's like, you have to read all these books so that you can talk to your clients, you know? And, and she's like, courtesans are the most educated women in the world, you know? So the daughter's like, cool, I get to read books. Yeah, absolutely. like. Books are fun. Yeah, like, I still property, but at least I get to be literate, so. Now's the montage where she learns all the Jedi mind tricks. Ooh. Yeah, and mom's like, desire begins in the mind. So she teaches her, like, the art of, like, smizing and, like, all this <laughs> other stuff and how men want to find a temptress and how to, like, you know, all the good Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. America's next top model. Oh, yeah, big time. And it is like the last montage where she like practices wearing high heels and learns how to play the guitar and all this other shit. All of her Jedi training's complete. She's no longer a Padawan. She gets to like cut off that dumb braid that hangs <laughs> down the like side of her head. And she's like a real prostitute. So this is like her final test before she can go out and start hooking. And this mom takes her into a room where there's like this really hot naked guy. Uh -huh. He's just like standing there like, oh, what? No big deal. Yeah. And so the mom teaches her how to, like, touch his cock and how to, like, give him, like, a world-class blowjob and all this stuff. Uh -huh. And the guy's, like, not even, like, smiling. He's just like, yeah, no big. I, you know, I get world-class blowjobs all the yeah. time. This is my thing. I'm yeah. kind of like uh, when you hire an art model. <laughs> yeah, from like, that, but with blowjobs. I'm like the opposite of a fluffer. Yeah. Like a fluffy. <laughs> so now she's, like, a Jedi master. And she's, like, ready to go become a courtesan. Yeah, she's... So her mom starts pimping her out, and she takes her to the night carnival. All, all the wealthy aristocratic nobles are, like, hanging out and singing and dancing and drinking and gambling, and it's, like, yeah. a wonderful time. And the mom's like, hey, my daughter's still a virgin, so she, like, sells her to this rich nobleman. Then uh, the street preachers show up, and they're, like, the Sith. Oh, and they're yeah. like, oh, sin and salvation, and you guys repent, and all this stuff. And everyone's like, I hope this isn't foreshadowing for what's going to come later on in the movie. <laughs> They go back to their thing, and they're at the after party after the carnival. Uh-huh. And Fat Poet's there, and he's, like, freestyling. He's, like, doing verse, yeah! you know? And everyone's like, oh, yes, wonderful verse, you know? What a great poet yeah. you are. And then Marco's there, and he sees Veronica, and he's like, you're a whore now? And she's like, well, what was I supposed to do? Join yeah. a nun? You know, like... So he's mad, so he has her do a rap. He, yeah, he's mad because he's like, you're my whore! Yeah! Not everyone's whore. Exactly. Well, also, he never got to fuck her because yeah. he was, like, doing that romance. Well, he can now. Well, she won't do it. She's like, sorry, I'm all booked up. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's, you know, hot. So Marco puts her on Front Street, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have you do a rap battle with Fat Poet. Yeah. So they're, like, spitting verses so at each other. So they're being served. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she wins the rap battle because her poetry is better than his. Ooh. Yeah, because she's educated. Yeah. 
And she has Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. So everyone's all excited. They go, bravo, bravo. And the fat poet's all embarrassed because yeah. he lost to a girl prostitute. Then she has to go have sex with the guy who paid for her. And she's like, wait a minute. There's a cock in me. Because she didn't, you know, I guess she wasn't prepared for it. But it turns out she really likes it, and her titties are, like, bouncing all over the place, and she's just like, oh, yeah. So the next morning, she has to take this, like, weird uh, contraceptive jug of wine that her mom gives her. and Yeah, the morning after uh, wine. Yeah. So now she's, like, the number one hooker in town. Everybody's like, ooh. Wow, like just that? once, and she's already the number one hooker. Well, I think it's like a And just forward. once, she's already the number one battle rapper. Yeah. Probably, like, you know... Time elapsed in between okay. scenes. Like, I don't know how long it takes to rise through the ranks to become the top prostitute. I don't know. How long did it take for Eminem in uh, that one movie he did? Eight Mile? Eight Good Mile. question. Yeah. yeah, so we're looking at like a couple weeks to maybe a couple months. But not that long. Less than a year, surely. But now she's like the number one courtesan in town. Everybody's like, you know, trying to hit that. Yeah. And of course Marco is, but she's all booked up. Oops, sorry. Yeah. She's, like, making friends with all the aristocrats and, like, learning all their secrets because, you know, they trust their courtesans so much and she's so well-spoken that they, like, tell her everything. Ooh, so now so she's she knows got the dirt. She's got the dirt on everybody in town. Oh, man. Yeah. So now there's, like, another montage where she's going to fun parties and having this lavish lifestyle and goes to castles and horseback riding. And she's just, like, you know, living the courtesan life. Like, yeah. It's pretty cool. Not so bad. Yeah. Fat poet sees her at a party and he's like, hey, let's do another poetry slam. <laughs> I've been working on my rhymes. Yeah. And she's like, nah, I don't have time for that. And he's all mad. I'm all booked up. Yeah. I don't talk to guys unless they're paying me to have sex with them. And then Marco's mad because, you know, he's you like, I'd pay you to have sex with me. And she's like, well. Not you. Yeah. So she's in control of the situation. Yeah. The men are none too pleased. So Marco's dad, he's like, hey, I found a really rich girl who's going to give us a fat dowry and she's going to be your wife. Marco's life was building up to this moment anyways. But now he realized. But he's like, I really want to sleep with this girl that I could have slept with if yeah. I had only slept with her. Slept, yeah. Yeah. So he gets stinking drunk and he shows up at Veronica's house. He's like, I'm getting married. <laughs> she's like, I don't care. She goes, I hope it's a profitable union. Ooh. Yeah, she's still, still not having it, you know? Yeah. She's still got the upper hand. Does she even like Marco? Yeah, I guess she does. Like, she kinda, for her like, to keep doing this she, is like... She, she, she kind of does that play hard to get, lead a mom thing. She's just kind of like, well... Too bad you can't have it, but keep asking for it. Yeah. If you wanted it, you should have put a ring on it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because she always says that kind of stuff to him. She's like, well, you could have married me when you had the chance, mm. you know. She's got the Jedi mind tricks. I don't want no scrub. Exactly. Well, a scrub is a man that gets no love from me. <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's one of her verses. So she's <laughs> got that whole thing going on. And so Marco's married to his wife, but they haven't fucked yet. Yeah. He can't get it up. He only wants to fuck <laughs> And the wife's all mad because she needs to produce an heir. Yeah. You know, like... Wow, Marco's such a little bitch. Marco's a real little bitch. He's my least favorite character in the whole movie. Like, Fat Poe <laughs> just kind of made out to be a little bitch. He's just playing the hand he's dealt, yeah. you know? <laughs> So anyways, now Veronica, she's like so popular and her poetry is so good that they publish a book of her rhymes. Ooh. It's like a big deal. She's like a published Yeah, poet. her album's dropping. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's having a big release party for her. And yeah. She's like reciting her poetry. Fat Poet's there and he's pissed off. because Yeah, he's like, no one wants his poetry. Yeah, no one ever published his poetry and he was like one of the best poets in town. But, yeah. you know, how many oh. cocks did he suck? <laughs> Not many, I'm sure. So he's really mad. He gets drunk and he challenges her to a duel. Ooh, so now it's yeah. the lightsaber fight. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like fencing. It's like epes or rapiers or whatever. But you know, it's the lightsaber duel. Yeah. So they're like thrusting and parrying and going back and forth all over the place. Yeah. And while they're fighting, they're trading verses too. Ooh. So it's like a rap battle, sword fight, like ultimate, you know, Jedi power battle. Yeah. So they go back and forth. He's got the upper hand. She's got the upper hand. They're chasing yeah. each other. Finally, she wins. You know, she has cuts his hands off, and his lightsaber goes flying <laughs> down a big shaft. Yeah. 
So she bests him. Everyone's like, bravo, the man was beaten by a lady, you know? And yeah. So he gets all mad and he punches her in the face. See, yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to say, there's no way he could have won. Yeah. But now he, like, goes and actually has a girl fight. Because, <laughs> like, you, you can't win when you're a guy. You can't oh, fight yeah. a girl. No, you're either going to, like, look like an ass. And then uh, he actually goes and punches her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's his problem, is he's, he doesn't have his emotions in check. Jesus. He's definitely feeling a certain type of way. He goes on tilt. You know, he's off his game. He punches her in the face, and she's all like, oh, my face, you know? Yeah, and everyone's like, ooh, no, no, no. Yeah. Now Marco, he saw Veronica, like, sword fighting. Uh -huh. Like, before, he had, like, a boner for her, you know? Like, she was, like, a sweet young thing. Yeah. And then she was, like, a flower that he couldn't pluck. And now she's like a badass who can like beat yeah. up fat poets and all this shit. So now he's just like super hard. He's like Jesus. never been more in love with her. So he goes to her house that night. And now she's in love with him too. Because she almost died or because she got punched in the face or I don't know. Now she's in love with him. <sighs> so they fuck. He liked her when no one else did. Maybe it's that thing. Now that she's big and wonderful, he was there from day one. Yeah, I don't know why she finally lets her guard down, but... Because they had to have sex eventually in this movie. Exactly. So they fuck. And then she's like right in his cock and like titties all over the place. And they're just like doing in all these crazy positions. Never been fucked like this before. It's just yeah. like, bam, you know, orgasms like multiple times. Good. Yeah. Now they never have to talk again. Exactly. So the next day, fat poet, he's hung over and like humiliated. Yeah. He got bested. Yeah. So he gets recruited by the street preachers. Ooh. Yeah, they're like, hey, come with us and we'll save your soul. And he's like, save my soul? Oh, okay, you know. So now he's going to join the Sith Lords. He's going to be Ooh, one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Veronica, she's like, well, I got to go back to work. Got, you know, more dicks to... <laughs> those, these dicks aren't going to suck themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if they could, I'd be out of business. Exactly. So Marco's all butt mad again. He's like, hey, I thought you were my property now. And she's like, you don't own me. Yeah, he's like, I thought I fucked you so good you were going to give up hooking. And yeah. she's like, yeah, you were, you were good, but you weren't that good. Yeah. You know? And then now Venice is under attack. Okay. Marco's like an admiral. The, the whole Trade Federation stuff is going on. Exactly. Yep. Trade Federation's coming in. Marco turns out he's an admiral, so he's got to go to war. Okay. So he's a clone trooper. Yep, yep. So Marco's like, hey, I'm going to go to war. I might die. Can you suck it at least once? Yeah. Um, like, I don't have to do something in the trenches with some dude. Exactly. Let's have like a lost weekend together. And Veronica's like, all right, okay. So she tells her mom, she's like, I'm taking a week off. And I'm going to go shack up with Marco. And mom's like, the hell? Like, yeah. you can't do this. We got, you know, bills to pay. Yeah. Got dicks to suck. Yeah. And so they have this whole confrontation. And the daughter's like, the student has surpassed the master. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Mom's all mad, but she realizes like, okay, fine. You're a better courtesan than I ever was. You know, but just don't waste your talents. Well, I don't know. Because like a real courtesan... <clears throat> Would not let her heart be uh, involved in anything. That's what the mom says. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah she's like, not a real courtesan. Exactly. She's like, don't turn to the she's dark side. She's a real dummy. <laughs> yeah, the mom's like saying, like, don't turn to the dark side. Yeah, you don't dumb, dumb. Love. Yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah. You know, he's just going to use you. You're not the chosen one. Exactly. So she does it anyways. She goes on this wonderful romantic getaway. They go horseback riding, just like yeah. old times. Not getting paid. Not getting paid. They're doing it for love. And, All you know, right. they're just like fucking like rabbits. It's so romantic. Oh, and then before they go to war, they don't have enough ships. Uh-huh. They call the king of France and they're like, hey, can you bring some ships over? And the king of France is like, I guess, but... First, I need to have sex with the hottest <laughs> prostitute in the whole city of Venice. Yeah. And they're like, uh-oh. Well, she's like, on vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to be Veronica. She's yeah. like the number one ball drainer in town, you know? <laughs> so the king of France comes over, uh -huh. and there's like a special, you know, ceremony, and they bring out all the sluttiest hookers in town. And he's and like, nope. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Yeah. There's like even a black chick <laughs> oh, and like wow. an Asian chick. I wonder if the King of France has like had sex with a black girl. Probably. Oh, oh maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So he picks uh, Veronica. Yeah. She shows up late and he's like, that one over there. Yeah. Like over in the corner. He, he's got an eye for these kinds of things. Yeah. He's the King of France. Yeah. And Marco's all sad because he's like, oh, I thought she was my girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> even though Marco's married. Yeah. 
But anyways, this is that male fragility. And he's going to go die in the fittest war against whoever. Yeah, exactly. So she has sex with the King of France. She does, like, all of her super pussy Jedi mind tricks. She's, you know, doing the kegel. Her kegel, yeah. yeah <laughs> super kegels. He, like, comes so hard that there's, like, extra wrinkles in his nutsack that weren't there before. He's all just, like, withered and, like, hobbly. Like, okay, you guys, you can have all the ships you want. Ugh, yeah. You know. So he's, he's good. They're going to defend Venice. So everyone's cheering. They're like, yay, Veronica. Yay. The pussy that saved Venice, you know. And she's all excited. And Marco's, like, pouting. He's, like, going to full bitch boy mode. He's like, yeah. I can't believe you fucked the king of France. And she's like, I would fuck the king of France. Right? Yeah. I'm like, shit. You know, like, like my girlfriend and I, we actually have, yeah. like, an understanding. We're like, we're not going to see other people, but if one of us gets the opportunity to fuck the king of France, yeah. no questions asked. You do it. Yeah, exactly. That's like our one freebie. Either one of us. Or maybe both of us at the same time. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well. Well, the problem is there's no longer a king of France. No. Yeah. So it's a moot point. But anyway, so Marco's all bitch mad, and he's like, I yeah. can't believe you fucked the king of France. And she's like, you got a wife. Why are you mad at me? And yeah, he like, got the sloppy seconds. Yeah. So you're you're doing all right. And she's like, you need these extra ships, or you're going to die when yeah. you're out there and see. And he's all, he's like still pouting about it. And she's like, come on, I love you. And he's like, bye, slut. And then he just leaves. Yep. So. So proving the mom right. Yep, mom was right. So he goes off to war, possibly to die. Alright, so now all the military aristocratic nobles are at war, and for some reason Veronica's the only person who keeps in touch with them. Like, they all write her letters, yeah. but none of their wives know what's going on. <laughs> so she has to go, like, to a special council where all the wives of the guys she's fucking are there, and they're like, tell us what's happened to our husbands. And she's like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they just want their dick sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all just about, I miss those tulip lips of... <laughs> Sucky <laughs> McLucky. Yeah, Sucky McFucky. Your husbands are fine, and all the women are like, They all want to fuck me, yeah, so yeah. their dicks still work. Yeah, they're all going to make sure they live so they can come back here and have sex with me again. Yeah. Don't <laughs> so worry. Don't you worry. Yeah, and all the wives are like, grateful for the news, but at the same time, they're kind of like, you know, why does she get all the yeah. information? So they're all throwing shade. They're like, well, I'm glad we found out about this, even though it was from a whore. So she gets all mad because they're all throwing shade at her. Yeah. So she's like giving him a lecture. A woman's greatest asset is an education. And then she deep throats a banana. Prove <laughs> <laughs> her point. And all the ladies are like, where did she get a banana from? <laughs> yes, this is time of war. Yeah, like, this is like, she's like hoarding fresh fruit the whole time. It was in my butt the whole time. <laughs> It was like still yellow too. Yeah. Like <laughs> but maybe it had been green and it finally turned yeah. yellow. Then a couple months later, the Black Plague shows up and everyone's dying. <laughs> and so all the street preachers are out there, all the Sith Lords. Yeah. And they're like, this is because we had all those courtesans. Yeah. God's punishing you. He gave you the Black Plague because he had all these prostitutes. And everyone's like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. You know. Sounds good. The reasoning is sound. So Marco, he's out at see and he gets like a mess uh, like a phone call or whatever or a message <laughs> <don't know>, email <laughs> and they're like hey fax yeah they fax. got faxes back and, then and they're like hey everyone's dying of the black plague maybe your wife who knows yeah. and he's like oh i gotta go check on yeah veronica. i gotta go right to where all the disease is yeah so he's like i gotta go check on veronica you know yeah <laughs> so he goes back home they're killing all the hookers now like in yeah. the town square they're all getting like hung or killed yeah. or I don't know what they're doing. And Marco's like, uh-oh. Yeah. So he goes Fat to... friend's really gonna want to be killing oh, Veronica. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's later. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he goes to Veronica's house and they see each other and they're in love again and they embrace and he's like, oh, I missed you so much. She's like, I missed you so much. You know. I'm, I'm deserting my post yeah. and... <laughs> I'm supposed to see my wife but I had to check on you first. Yeah. So then she gets arrested by the street preacher Sith Lords. They're mm -hmm. like, you're under arrest for being a courtesan and for causing the Black Plague to show up. And also probably herpes. <laughs> so she's in jail for like months. She like puts all these little chalk marks on the wall. <laughs> you can tell she's like, yeah. uh. Finally, uh, they bring her on trial. And the head of the trial, Fat Poet. Oh no! Yeah. 
And he's like, I accuse you of witchcraft. You used your pussy to seduce the men of this town and cause them to blah, blah, blah. You even seduced me with your poetry, you demon. They all have the Inquisition there. All the nobles of Venice are there, like all the guys that have been like sleeping with her this yeah. whole time. And they're all just like, yeah, whoever yeah. paid money to have sex with that girl probably really enjoyed it, but yeah. it wasn't me. I wouldn't have liked it. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> Fat Poet's doing his whole monologue. He's like, and you didn't even like nice guys, you know? <laughs> All this shit. So everybody gives monologues. She gives a monologue. Somebody else gives a monologue. And they're like, all right, hooker. If you confess your sins, then we probably won't kill you. And she's like, I ain't confessing shit. And they're like, no, confess your sins. So then she gets up. She's like, okay, I confess. I confess that you guys are all a bunch of buttholes. Ooh. I confess that my mom pimped me out, and I confess that I like getting paid to have hot sex with rich guys yeah. to buy me nice things. And everybody's like, that's not how a confession works. I'm sorry, I'm so awesome. Yeah, 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 so it's like, I'm sorry you guys can't take a joke. <laughs> <laughs> this is my apology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets one last improvisational poetry reading. Uh -huh. like, it's all rhyming and shit. And everybody's like, wow, forgot what a great poet she was, you know? Yeah. So everyone's impressed. But, you know, she's still gonna die. And then Marco stands up. And he's like interrupting the proceedings. Like, hold yeah. on, I love this woman. You can't put her to death. She's my sweetheart. All the men here who have jizzed in her, stand up <laughs> and show your support for her. And all the guys are like, mm, I pulled out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Marco's like, no, I really mean it. Everybody who, you know, yeah. uh, got your cock sucked by her, please stand up and show your support for yeah. this woman doesn't deserve this. And so they all one by one stand up. They're like, okay, me too. I'm Spartacus. Yeah, I'm Spartacus. <laughs> even like the really, really old guy who like can't even stand up on his own. He's, yeah. like, he's like, help me up. And they like get him to his feet, you know. And then also the like creepy, gross looking bishop stands up. He's like, at least I wasn't fucking boys, you know. <laughs> so and then that. Friar Tuck is like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Friar Tuck guy's there and he's like, what? What is this? You know, I can't believe it. So he's like, all right, fine. You're free to go. So they're all like, yay! Yay! The fat poet is all mad because he lost. Yeah. Again, he's like, oh man. And he needs to just like move. Yeah, really does. So then the last scene of the movie is they're on a gondola. Uh-huh. And the sun is setting. And they're all romantic and happily ever after. And then they're like, and then she and Marco stayed lovers for the rest of their lives. Just lovers. Just lovers. He still was married to his wife. And she still had to, you know, keep hooking to pay her bills, but they were in love. The end. Yay! Yeah! It was a great movie, though. I loved it. <laughs> that was amazing. So, Dangerous Beauty. Dangerous Beauty. Well, I'm glad that the boobs oh, yeah. beat the boobs. Oh. <laughs> Very true. Well... That was pretty tight. Yeah, we, got, we did like a nice little hour. We got our movies talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too much time wasted. Yeah. And in the meantime, don't forget, keep checking out our Instagram account, at BenThereShawnThat. I still haven't got the blog set up, but when I do, it's going to be killer. If we're not on any podcast service, let us know, and we'll think about changing it when it's convenient for us. And if there's movies that you think we should uh, check out, let us know and we'll ignore your suggestion because we wanted it to be our yeah, idea. Yeah, we're, we're our own thing. Yeah, we're like, it's I I want it to be my, yeah. my movie. Hey, you guys, there's this really good movie you should do. Fuck you, fan, that we should be excited <laughs> about having. Yeah. Like, can I be Ben Lounge on that too? No! It's just <laughs> our show. Fuck you. Get your own show. <laughs> I am going to push the like button. No! <laughs> Don't! Yeah. I'm going to tell all my friends. No! <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> the first rule of Ben there, Sean, that is we have to make sure we languish in obscurity at all time. And then we'll be great. Yeah. And, and then, then after we're dead, yeah. people will discover us and go, huh. <laughs> <laughs> They'll say, well... That merits a footnote. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. 
Be sure if you are using uh, iTunes or any of those other services to click all the ratings boxes that Ooh, say yeah. it's got the best rating. Yeah, and or the worst. We can be the best of the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, have a great week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and if you uh, don't have a great week, just remember that great weeks are still in your future. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you die this week and it was like a, a tragic, horrible, painful, lingering death, well, just know that we had a great week. You should be happy for us. Yay! Yeah. If we have a bad week, then please apologize for causing our week to be so bad. Week, 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 whittly week, 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 week. Yeah. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you again next time. Bye, bitches.